Take it in 2020. Welcome to the Xander Effect. I'm your host, Xander Dames. Alongside with me are my wonderful co-hosts, uh, Jeremy Miller and uh, and Lonnie Rivera. How are both of you doing today? Great. Doing great. Good to be yep. on. Good to talk to you, Lonnie. Yeah, great to be here, guys. Man, I am so freaking stoked, dude. I mean, last night, the Dodgers became World Series champs after 32 years of battling and getting screwed (laughs) over as well by cheaters, Houston. Um, And yeah, I mean, I was, dude, I was just so, it was so amazing to see that. Los Angeles, like I posted on my social media, is not just known for being the city of Angels, we are now the city of champions, having dual championships in the NBA and now MLB. We'll talk a little bit about that uh, in sports uh, later today. I mean, like I said, last night, Los Angeles was was lit, like the kids say. <laughs> it was totally lit. I mean, you had people on the streets, you know, just like parading, because obviously we can't have a parade for them because of COVID. So Los Angelinos decided to take to the streets and, you know, you know, shoot off firecrackers and do what LA Los Angelinos do and just celebrate the hell out of the Dodgers <laughs> victory, man. I mean, I, I, Jeremy, did I see you out there? I, I thought I could have sworn I saw you out there. <laughs> I'm sure you saw me out there at some point, man. Uh, My whole neighborhood was going crazy. I mean, as soon as as the game was over, I mean, you heard everybody for blocks yelling, screaming, cheering. It It was pretty awesome. Now, yes, Angelino's are known for celebrating, but dear Lord, man, we're in a high winds situation <laughs> yeah. with multiple fires everywhere. Please, people, stop setting off fucking fireworks. <laughs> <laughs> right? I mean, it's not exactly the smartest thing in the world to go ahead and do that at this point in time. Oh, dear Lord, seriously. I mean, the entire West Coast is on fire, but let's set off fireworks in high winds. What a spectacular idea. No, right? I mean, that's just, that's just brilliant. I mean, you know, no one could ever actually, you know, uh, blame Los Angeles for being the most smartest of, you know, people in the world. But that's, you know, that goes without saying. I mean, I mean, Lonnie, at least she's safe. She's yeah. out in Pittsburgh and just, yeah. you know, I mean, she doesn't have any championships to celebrate of. But... Uh, <laughs> oh, no! Brutal! <laughs> you got a pretty famous football team out here and it's got, you know, pretty good record. So, uh, you know, I'm really so happy for the Dodgers. So far for right now, the Steelers are undefeated. <laughs> Let's face it. I mean, when was the last time your city had uh, dual championships? Actually, yeah, actually, no. Going back, I think there were dual championships. It's been a while. There was a time when uh, my childhood, when the 
when the Pirates, the Steelers, and the Penguins, but actually most recently the Penguins, our hockey team, and the Steelers have, have like, the Steelers were in the playoffs when the Penguins took the Stanley. That's yeah, what they, I was going to say. And I yeah. thought, I thought around the time of the last Steelers championships, yep. the Penguins were in the playoffs. So I don't yep. remember if they won that same year or not. But I know that, yeah, you guys were at the pinnacle there for a while with yeah. both of those. Betsy, we're actually used to being the city of champions. So you guys. Well, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You just, Jeremy, you just said the, the key word. Pinnacle, not actual. So uh, well, you know, I mean, we are actual, but you know, like I said, we're not. We're not going to go ahead and quibble over. You're you're you know. you're in a cocky mood today, <laughs> dude. I deserve to be okay. Thirty-two years? Are you freaking kidding me? <laughs> Out of the hey. last freaking couple of worlds or the World Series with Houston? Come on. I think we all have a right to be a little bit cocky today, especially, you know, I mean, uh, yeah. it's been a long time coming. It truly has. I mean, going back to 88, as I've told you before, I mean, everybody's got their story. I have multiple friends who were who were in the cars that we see in that classic picture. They had already given up as Angelinos do and were driving away from the stadium. I have at least a handful of friends who are in the picture in their cars driving away as Gibson hits that home run. I was supposed to be at the game. My dad's uh, co-worker, unfortunately, didn't get us the tickets he was giving us before the game in time. But I was supposed oh, to be there man. with my dad. You know, this was a memory that all of us Angelinos have, that we have all been, you know, it's been a woven part of our history. And you know what? It was great. It was wonderful. But as all the other players said, we needed to make new memories. We needed to do something for Dodger fans now. And for anybody who bleeds blue, man, oh, this was just such a relief last night. It was such a relief to see Kershaw and all these great players finally get some vindication. And unfortunately, there was uh, it was bittersweet, too, because there's other news that we're going to talk about in sports involving Justin Turner. But uh, we'll go ahead and uh, bring that up we do have uh like i said we're, we got a lot of stuff to talk about today uh including in entertainment news chloe kardashian reveals that she had covid and she says quote that's that s is real so we'll talk a little bit about that uh also in uh in well obviously in sports we're going to talk about justin turner and in video game news uh looks like there's going to be uh the hitman 3 is entering a nintendo switch as a cloud game we'll talk a little bit about that plus we're also talking video game news jeremy has a story that really pissed me off and has a lot of other gamers that are pissed off you know but you're gonna have to stay tuned for that one but first appropriately for today's uh wonderful celebration here is justin timberlake's what goes around comes around right here on the center of fags Everything you wanted in 
You spend your nights alone, and he never comes home. And every time you call him, all you get's a busy tone. I heard you found out that he's doing to you what you did to me. Ain't that the way it goes? When you cheat a girl, my heart bleed a girl. So it goes without saying that you let me feel and hurt. Just a classic case, scenario. Tell his own sound, girl, you got what you deserve. And now you want somebody to kill the lonely nights. You wish you had somebody that could come and make it right. Girl, I ain't somebody with a lot of sympathy. Hey guys, this is Sean Kanan. What's going on? It's Amanda Holly. Hey, Jeremy Miller from Growing Pains here. This is Maxim Model Riley Sawyer. And you're listening. And you're listening. And you're listening to The Xander Effect.
That was Dirty Machines, BBFG, right here on The Xander Effect. In entertainment news, looks like Khloe Kardashian has revealed that she had COVID. And apparently, uh, they're going to be showing uh, bits and pieces of it on uh, on Keeping Up with the Kardashians. Uh, some scenes, you know, where Khloe's really sick and, uh, you know, there, there's, a, there's a trailer uh, that basically includes uh, Khloe's diagnosis. Uh, basically, she went through hell, according to what she uh, she says. I mean, she's she was uh, quarantined in her room uh, because she had, you know, she says, quote, um, the symptoms were, quote, really bad for a couple of days. Uh, she has she had vomiting, shaking, hot and cold flashes. Uh, you know, she got terrible headaches, her chest burned from all the coughing. I mean, she was put through the ringer and uh, like Kim was pretty much uh, also uh, confessed as well that, that Kanye uh, got uh, got COVID as well right around the time that uh, Tom Hanks and Rita Wilson announced their diagnosis as well, and she had to go ahead and uh, and uh, wa- uh, wash uh, Kanye's sheets and everything, and she had to wear rubber gloves and a face shield and everything. So yeah, I mean the Kardashians were hit uh, with uh, with COVID, but you know the I- irony of ironies is right now she's also. Uh, uh, Kim Kardashian's also getting a little bit of uh, of uh, uh, flack from social media because she celebrated her 40th birthday on a private island, and she said it was a private uh, celebration with close friends and families who pretty much had had uh, had been cleared uh, medically to to partake in the celebration uh, but she was still getting she was still getting a lot of flack from social media a lot of people were uh, were posting uh, different types of artistic memes uh, basically <laughs> uh, you know making fun of the whole celebration and everything um, yeah, I mean, it's 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 crazy. I mean, a lot of people were saying, you know, it must be nice that you're able to celebrate your birthday when the rest of the world can't. When there's so many people that turn forty this year and they can't celebrate it, so it must be nice. Um, so I, I don't know. In my opinion, I think that's a little bit of haterade from a lot of people that you know are just angry that they can't celebrate their birthdays the way because you know obviously they don't have the money to afford a private island or anything like that uh but at the same time i also have to look at it from this perspective that it's also a little irresponsible seeing as where we are in a pandemic um there was definitely no social distancing on on in that party according to uh what uh, what was described in, in various news sources uh you know they were going whale watching or something like that horseback riding they were doing a lot of activities together they watched a movie on the beach i mean they did a lot of activities that i you know i would imagine is does not have social distancing in it so there's a lot of uh, a lot of flack coming from uh, going towards uh uh kim especially after what chloe confessed i mean that's that's pretty crazy lonnie i mean what what are your I thoughts just on think that? the timing of all this is is interesting it's just me i think of ratings and the show since they announced that 2021 will be their last season. Chloe uh, had COVID and now all of a sudden they're coming out with the fact that she had it and they didn't say she had it back then. Sounds to me they're trying to get people pumped up to watch the show. And they know that people are going to tune in to see what exactly Chloe went through. That's what my thoughts are as far as as far as COVID goes, and then as far as Kim's birthday, the fact that she decided to spend the money that she has on this is her business. But when you have that many fans and people being influenced by you, 
who you cater to on social media. I do think it's just kind of interesting that, you know, you're posting the photos of herself with her, you know, wearing her swimsuit, telling people this is 40, which is a whole other issue. But yet, you know, a lot of people on Twitter and on Instagram have made comments like, yeah, it's 40 after you've had 40 surgeries. <laughs> so there, there were people who said that. Ouch. You know? so, yeah. So it's like, you know, yeah, of course you look fantastic, but you know, also you've had some work done. So you know, some people are, they're entitled to their, their opinion. I think when you're when you have a, a, a party like that and you're so public with it and you post it all over social media, you've got to take the good with the bad. People are going to wish you a happy birthday, wish you well. There are going to be people who don't care. And then there are also going to be people who have opinions about it. I mean, Jer- Jer- I mean, Jeremy, you're you're gonna be, uh, or actually, you just celebrated your hundredth birthday. Thank you, thank you. Uh, and I look you know. damn good, right? I mean, did you get a hundred surgeries done, or, or how'd that go? <laughs> hey, this is all natural, baby. But as a celebrity, what do you think about this too? I mean, what 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 are your thoughts on this whole thing? Well, you know that I have never been the biggest fan of the whole Kardashian show, that situation, any of it. But here's the thing. We all know that Kim, there's no way that she could have this party. Even if she did, there's no way it's happening without the fanfare and the publicity. That's just right. not happening. That's True. who they are. True. But the fact is... As Lonnie said, if she decided to spend her money on this that she has, you know, that's her prerogative. Did they do it safely? Well, if they had people tested beforehand, if they had people cleared medically beforehand, that's as much as Major League Baseball, the NBA, the NFL and college football are doing right now. So if it's good enough for sports to continue to go on and make millions of dollars, why is it not okay for a personal person to follow those same guidelines to have people medically cleared and then to go on and live their life? Right. True. It, it's True. okay for these giant organizations. Why is it not right. okay for this person? Now, right. if they were totally irresponsible and everything else, that's a different story. But if they had people medically cleared, then they are doing as much as any of these other industries are that are still going on. So why is it not okay for this private citizen to go ahead and live their lives? I think I think that the the issue here is that many people may look at it from a from this perspective that those organizations are legally abided to follow COVID protocols. The pri- mm-hmm. a private citizen, not so much. She could say that they were all medically cleared, but how can she prove that? Like, is is there any proof to what she's saying? I mean, she could easily just say that just to have people get off her back, and and still continue to do what she wants to do. I mean, I could I can say that uh, that you know I'm going to the store, but really I'm not. You know, I could say, hey, Jeremy, I'll be at your home in 15 minutes and I'll never show up. (laughs) You know, I mean, there's so many things that people can say, but is it actually going to, is it actually true? Did it actually happen? Did she actually medically clear people for this? I mean, these are things that that I believe uh, many are are wondering if it's actually even true. Uh, Well, I'll go ahead and throw this in. One of the things that has been very well illustrated by this pandemic is the difference between the haves and the have-nots. 
That's been made very clear with how yeah. this how this pandemic is affecting people of point. you know people who are poor, who people who have limited income, mm-hmm. limited means. Mm-hmm. It, it's being really illustrated. Mm-hmm. You know, I would bet. I'd be willing to bet that Kim having that type of money probably has access to quick testing and medical stuff that most people would not have access to or the ability to get done. Yes, it is possible she lied. Absolutely. That is a possibility. But in her position, doing what she's doing with the liability that they would have if people got hurt and they acted recklessly, I would doubt that this was a lie. I really would. They have the means to get the testing done. They have the means to get a hold of these testing kits, which that can infuriate people, I'm sure. And they have a right to considering there are other people that may need this for something much more important. But they have the means to make sure this was done right. And this is not only a show, but a family that is very, very open to liability. So I do not think that they would, you know, open themselves up to that Um, as as frivolous and um, I'll be nice, absent minded as they can be sometimes. (laughs) That's the gentlest way I can put it. I, 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 I find it very hard to believe that their lawyers, their business managers, their everybody else that's involved with the money would allow them to be reckless about this and to open themselves up to lawsuits. Right. Yeah, I mean, I suppose, I suppose that that is a good point right there. That they definitely wouldn't want, uh, wouldn't be, wouldn't want to be liable, especially and and even like they already get enough crap from the press and from social media as it is. I mean, mm-hmm. they they would be open. It would be a field day if something were mm-hmm. to happen involving them and them being responsible for it. So uh, the press and social media would go crazy for this. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's a good point. I mean, chances are that, that uh, they did take all the precautions. I mean, again, well, I, it, this ought to tell you something. I'm defending the Kardashians, right? <laughs> okay. Right. That's <laughs> that crazy. That ought to tell you something. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. That's yeah. That's yeah. Yeah. When you do that, I'm like, okay, yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe there is a point to what he's saying. Maybe there is a point. Right. I don't know. It's crazy. Um, but you know, I mean, suffice it to say, it seems that, uh, she still had a good time. She's had a great 40th birthday. Um, so, you know, I mean, that's, that's great that she ha- enjoyed herself. I'm glad to also see that Chloe's doing better. They showed a picture of all three of them in, um, mm-hmm. Uh, they showed a picture of Chloe, Kim, and uh, Courtney uh, standing side by side with one another in very, very skimpy bikinis. And, you know, surprise, surprise. Um, but looks like uh, Chloe is, you know, back to her old self. She's 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 healthy. She's good. Uh, you know, she celebrated. Speaking of Chloe, Xander, one of the things I noticed people were pointing out, too, on Instagram and Twitter was there were a couple of photos where Tristan Thompson was clearly there. So there, you know, the rumor is that he and Chloe are back together. So the what people were saying about that, just for entertainment purposes, were funny. They were like, Tristan, really? 
So could it, could it be possible that they? I mean, I don't know. Maybe again, going back to your to your theory on you know because yeah. keeping up with the Kardashians yeah. is is coming to an end. Could it be possible that that whole breakup was maybe staged? Um, you know, to go ahead and and you know add more drama to their to the show. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. It's just it's just it's it's hard to you know, figure out where, where truth begins and where the acting starts. I mean, it's, it's, it's too crazy right now with that show. And, and, you know, seeing as it's the last season, who knows, who knows what exactly, what kind of stuff they're pulling to get the best ratings for the final episodes. So, I mean, I I always have to remember, they want people to watch. It makes it need a plot. They want people to watch If Everything is going well all the time. Why would people watch? True. Yeah, that's very true. People like watching drama. So, I mean, that's just what people love to do. But, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, like I said, I'm glad to see that there are, that uh, Chloe's, you know, back to being healthy. You know, one thing, and I, one thing I did point out, and I'm not sure if, because I don't, you know, I haven't seen it on social media. Was Kanye there at Kim's birthday? That, that's a good question. I saw no photo of him. Neither did so I. He, I. I thought it was just me. Is he campaigning? You know, because oh god, because apparently, you know, he, he is running for office. Even well, if he's campaigning, well, I mean, you'd think he'd be there for his for his wife's fortieth birthday. Well, you know, when you've been called by God to save the world, I mean, what's a birthday party? <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, did I say that? <laughs> wow, you're ruthless. You're ruthless. Dude, well, I'm sorry. I have very little respect for that, <laughs> that insanity. Wow. Well, I mean, you know, it's it's one of those things where maybe he just didn't want to be a part of a bunch of heathens and you know i mean because he is you know he's a he's god told him not to be a part of that he told him to campaign you know he said he said kanye and you shall go forth and campaign right go on my son so i don't know <laughs> i don't know it's, it's, but yeah no it's strange because i didn't yeah i didn't see him on there so who knows if he was there who knows if he's just uh uh just trying to be you know away from the cameras that could be another thing too that he's just trying to stay away from the camera stay away from the spotlight which if he's campaigning that doesn't make any sense either so i have no idea that's just that's a that 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 right there is a very uh strange thing that uh, i don't Mm -hmm. know if many people have actually noticed that yet but i'm sure they will and they'll probably ask questions where was kanye um so you know i guess we'll go ahead and and find that out maybe in the next couple days or so uh we'll see what happens in other entertainment news saved by the bell the trailer of the new uh, Peacock original series, the NBC Peacock original series uh, aired this week and man, it's so crazy to see all of them back together again, the entire well, not the entire crew because uh, Lark Voorhees, uh, who played Lisa Turtle, isn't going to be on there, neither is uh, Samuel Screech Powers played by um Dustin uh, Dustin Diamond uh, for obvious reasons he's not going to be there because I don't, I don't know if you guys knew about the issues that of he had. Of course I know. Uh, obviously yeah like that was all over the place the fact of the matter that he made uh, he made a biopic on uh, Lifetime basically uh, according to what many people including uh, you know including Mark Paul Gossler uh, and, uh, and many others from the original series said that were pretty much live like a lot of what he said was untrue uh, and uh, Dustin Diamond got a lot a lot of crap for that too and you know 
he he was going on a downward spiral as it was. I mean, he basically went broke. He thought this show, this this uh, this uh, Lifetime series or whatever whatever it was, was gonna mm-hmm. you know gain some sort of momentum for him. Uh, you know, he got into porn. I mean, he got into selling <laughs> sex toys. Jeez, the guy went all over the place. So obviously, well-rounded life. <laughs> t- tell me about it. So obviously, uh, obviously, you know, he uh, he didn't. Uh, go that route and he's not obviously not going to be from what i can tell so far there hasn't been any any word on it but he's not going to be in the new in the new tv show which basically this tv show has to do with uh with a high school that needs like funding and apparently mark paul gosler reprises his role as zach morris as the governor of california which <laughs> would make sense i guess because zach was always a little hustler and uh, and a true politician even when he was in high school he knew how to talk people into anything uh so he's got a son that pretty much looks a lot like him uh him and tiffany Thiessen, uh who plays uh kelly kapowski on the show uh, they, they, as we all know, they got married in Saved by the Bell, uh, uh, the the college years or whatever. They got married, uh, so they end up staying. Apparently, they, they, uh, for lack of a better word, stay together. Um, <laughs> so uh, they, they stay together in the in this new show. They showed her actually also uh, coming in and and doing a doing a small scene here and there. Um, the the show all is is actually around uh, Mario Lopez's character AC Slater and uh, and uh, and uh, and also uh, um, uh, Jesse Spano's character, uh, uh, which is played by Elizabeth Berkeley Lauren. Uh, she's basic. They're they're both. Uh, Pretty much, uh, AC plays the part of a, of a PE teacher or a coach of some kind, obviously, and uh, and uh, Jesse Spano, she plays the part. I, I'm assuming she's the principal of this high school, uh, by from what I from what I saw in the trailer. Uh, so uh, they are trying to, you know pretty much save the school because they're cutting funding from the school and of course you know uh zach is the governor of california so there's going to be some some talks in there about that but the trailer was really cool actually to see the gang back together again they they dressed up in old 80s outfits another um Another uh, another uh, uh, person that that uh, did a cameo was uh, was uh, uh, Max, I guess the the magician. Uh, I believe he's, he's played by uh, by it's played by Ed Alonzo. Uh, so he reprised his role as well. I mean, if, if we all remember correctly, back in the series when the series started, he was actually the the uh, diner owner Max, and he p- performed uh, many different uh, magic tricks. So he's going to be reprising his role briefly as well. So this. There's a lot of there's a lot of old school coming in, a lot of new school coming in uh, for this new TV series, uh, or actually uh, this new app series actually for, the, for on the Peacock. I mean, I'm I'm curious to see how they're gonna do it. Uh, I mean, I, you know, obviously they got to be with the times and everything, so it's gonna be interesting to see. I mean, I mean, Jeremy, you you come from that from that era. What do you, what are your thoughts on this uh, show coming back? Um, well, I mean, they had a big fan base. I was not one of them I mean I didn't dislike the show it's just nothing that I really got into but I mean, you were I was, busy with your own show at the time I, I, well I was but I was also a fan of TV so I watched a lot of stuff mm-hmm. but I was friends with most of them you know um, Mario and I go way back I knew Dustin I knew you know Amber 
sorry, Tiffany, but, you know, I knew a lot of them and I knew them pretty well. So it's really cool to see them, you know, getting to do this, getting to reprise these characters. Um, I love the fact that they brought Ed Alonzo back for uh, for playing the role of Max. Ed's a wonderful magician, very funny mm-hmm. guy. And uh, I've actually seen him many times at the Magic Castle as well as worked with him on Masters of Illusion. So yep, I was it's, there. <laughs> it's, it's very cool to see him uh, being brought back for that as well. And, you know, it's when you have a nostalgia thing like this that so many fans, so many friends, you know, they're childhood was wrapped up in a show like this it was Mm -hmm. such a big part of so many people's childhood and adolescence that getting to see this now really brings back a lot of those memories and if they do it right you can really touch those heartstrings on the people who remember it in a very fond light so it's an awesome opportunity for all of them i'm really happy for them and i i hope they you know i hope they make it work and maybe take it a little further than even you know just one season Oh, totally, and 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 I mean, I was a part of that era. Actually, I was uh, I was the one. Wa- I, I used to love. I know you, youngin'. Yeah, like uh, Saturday mornings was the thing for me. I watched Saved by the Bell, and then after that, I used to watch California Dreams, uh, which is also a really cool show. Yeah, dude, I'm bringing. I'm telling you, I'm bringing it back. That was like, you know, that, and then they brought in. I think there was another show called Hoops or something like that, having about about a basketball team, uh, or Hoop Dreams, something like that. So yeah, I was all about the Saturday morning. Uh, uh, you know, teen drama series back in the mm-hmm. day. So yeah, it was it was really cool to see this. I mean, Lonnie, did you ever watch any of these? Hey, shows? I wasn't a big. Uh, I I knew about the show. I didn't really watch it. But I'm more. This is just me. I want to know why uh, Lark Voorhees was not invited. Was it? Be- did it have anything to do with the vaccine? I know she recently um, went on Doctor Oz yeah. talking about her bipolar uh-huh. disorder. I'm assuming it probably has a lot to do with it. Like I'm, I'm assuming. Okay. I, I think I heard somewhere or I read somewhere that they did reach out to her, uh, but I don't know if she responded or if she did. I think it might have been something like she wasn't ready to be in the spotlight or she didn't want to be in spotlight against something like that. I, I don't remember too well, so you know, don't really quote me on that. Um, but, uh, but if she was, if, she, if she's not on there, there's got to be a reason. There's got to be a good reason. Uh, I'm, I'm assuming that they did reach out. I'm. Assuming Assuming, but uh, you know, I mean, again, don't quote me on that. I'm not sure there wasn't really uh, any reports on that on whether or not they they reached out to Lark or not. Um, yeah, uh, but that, but the, see, and that would make sense for them to reach out to her because I mean. She was actually a pretty big part of that mm-hmm. show and a b- pretty big part of Mark Paul's uh, uh, dating life because he was dating Lark in the early uh, in the early goings of the of the of the TV series back in the day. Uh, oh. He dated Lark Voorhees uh, for a while, and um, I mean they they kept I, I believe that they kept uh, according to Dustin Diamond's biopic they kept their relationship kind of a secret for a mm-hmm. while because I guess you know back then you know having a interracial relationship was frowned upon in the industry mm-hmm. I guess mm-hmm. um, back in the early 80s and so I think that's why they kept their, their relationship a secret I believe uh, but yeah no they dated for, for a little bit and um, yeah it's uh, you would think that Mark would go ahead and push to get Lark on there but who knows there's got to be reasons why they right. did 
So right. I mean, maybe she might make an appearance in later episodes because they're they're looking they're looking at this show to go for a little bit. Uh, mm-hmm. But first, they got to get past the the pilot episode to see exactly if they get uh, good feedback from it, if they get good high ratings, and if they do, obviously they're going to push forward with it and see where it goes. So who knows? I mean, you, you, I mean, we're all going to have to wait until. It premieres on the Peacock, uh, which is the the NBC app. So we'll go have to yeah. wait and see what happens with that. In other entertainment news, looks like uh, there are talks about an all-female Avengers movie. And uh, Letitia Wright says it's, on, quote, it's only a matter of time. Apparently, uh, you know, she spoke with uh, Yahoo Entertainment, uh, mm-hmm. you know, re- involving her role in the upcoming Amazon Small Axe series. And, uh, you know, they, they talked a little bit about uh, these types of, the, the you know, what's going on and everything in that show. But they also touched on an all, you know, an all female Avengers movie, which actually would make sense. Because if we remember correctly, I mean, obviously, um, you know, since the loss of, of Chadwick Boseman, uh, yeah. there were talks that uh, that uh, the, you know, she's going to go ahead and uh, I, I believe it's her that's going to go ahead and, and, and play. uh um, uh, you know, uh, uh, is going to play uh, the the role of the new Black Panther, I believe. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, you know, she, you know, it, it's it, it would it, it's funny because Jeremy and I we talked about this, uh, how that would make sense. For, yeah, it was, it was really the only it was really the only way for them to do it. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. you can't bring another male actor in to try and replace him. It's just not going to work. Especially- they were having some talk. I heard somebody saying, I mean, it was just a friend of mine. I don't know what you guys would think, um, but uh, Denzel Washington's son, John David, um, possibly replacing Chats. Hmm. Yeah, I. It's. It wouldn't be anything against his mm-hmm. son. Just in general, the point I think, you know, I was really hung up on was just. It's similar to the Heath Ledger situation, where yeah. when somebody really puts their stamp on a role, mm-hmm. even if you lose them too early to complete it, you can't just fill someone else in. It's been done. It's been tried, and it never really works. Mm-hmm. You know, um, that's, I think, one of the reasons why Xander and I were talking about that was bringing her in. You know, mm-hmm. she was such a crucial part of mm-hmm. the previous movies. She mm-hmm. already had established a kind of dominant type of role in the relationship. Yep. She was already headstrong. They made her a very strong character as it is. It Which made, you know, it mm-hmm. really made sense that the best way to continue that story without dishonoring it was to use her character as the next Black Panther. Anybody else you try mm-hmm. and plug in there takes away from what was done before, in my opinion. And the thing is that, like, I mean, especially right now, uh, woman empowerment being, mm-hmm. you know, like on an all-time rise, and it keeps on going up, and and that's that that would just make sense for Marvel to go ahead and have her continue the mantle of Black Panther. And mm-hmm. uh, you know, I mean, at this point, it's it, again, it's something that that's definitely being considered. Uh, she went ahead and said, "quote I don't think we have to fight for it." Victoria Alonso, Marvel Studios executive pre- vice president. President is very strong about spearheading it. Alongside Marvel Marvel Studios President Kevin Feige, it's only a matter of time before they do it. So, and and we kind of got to see 
a little bit of a tease of an all-woman Avengers, all-female Avengers cast, because if you remember in Avengers Endgame, there was a mm-hmm. small scene where Spider-Man was trying to get the 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 gauntlet into the hands in the final battle. In the final battle, mm-hmm. and then suddenly you saw all the women get together and they're like, "Don't worry, we got your back." And it was awesome to see that. I'm not gonna lie. I'll tell you right now, dude. I I fanboyed out over that so bad. I mean, I'm such an Avengers fan anyway, but in that moment in the movie, I mean, it was one of those where I'm in the theater and I practice. I mean, I, I must have said it out loud. I was like, "Yeah!" I mean, it yeah. was that. You know, I was there with you. I mean, it, it was that moment, and it was so cool to see. And as a fan of the genre and everything, you have always had such strong female characters in Marvel. And it was um, so, uh, and, and the thing is, like, I was there. I mean, if you recall, Jeremy, we we went to go see Endgame uh, with your. Yes, family. I know. I was trying to forget that you were there. But <laughs> Whatever. <yeah>. Anyways, <laughs> come on, face it. You had fun. No, but it was it was crazy because I mean, yeah, I mean, it's funny. I mean, and I think you heard it too that the moment that that scene happened, the entire theater was like, yeah, <laughs> like awesome. went bananas when they saw that. They started clapping. They're like, oh, oh it's on now. You got you got the women coming out. You're about to get your butt kicked, Thanos. Like, it was really awesome to see that that moment in that scene was so empowering. It 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 brought it, it you know made such a huge statement at that mm-hmm. moment in time that I mean if an all female Avengers cast happened I think it would do incredibly well in the box office. I uh, you know I yeah. it, it's, you know they. Unfortunately, they tried doing something similar with Sirens, uh, with uh, with the uh, DC uh, movie Sirens, which is all, which is actually not bad either. I, I actually enjoyed it. Unfortunately, it didn't do too well at the box office, I don't think. Um, but uh, I I got, finally got to watch it on HBO Max, and I I liked it. It was okay, you know, having Harley Quinn, uh, having uh, you know, uh, having um, uh, the other characters. Uh, I believe it was uh, uh, God. It was. Uh, I can't remember. That's how bad it was. Uh, no, that's. No, I'm not saying it was bad in the movie. That's how bad my memory is. Uh, but they had the female archer. Uh, she played. She played a role in there. I, I, that her the character's name escapes me right now. But they had an like, they had an all female cast in that one too. The Emancipation of Arlie Quinn. You know, mm-hmm. and uh, it was a good movie. I, I gotta say, it was a good movie. Uh, I, I actually enjoyed it. It was, you know, it was, it was, it was okay. I, I don't understand why it didn't do too well at the box office. There's got to be reasons why. Who knows? But I thought it was okay, and I don't know. To be honest with you, I'm mm-hmm. looking forward to an all-star, uh, to an all-female cast of uh, of of uh, Avengers. So I guess we'll have to wait and see and find yeah. out. You know, we'll have hey, to. I'm here, I'm here for it. I'm a big fan of hers, Letitia. I loved her. She was my favorite character in Black Panther because oh, yeah. of her strength and just how smart she yep. was. And I really loved the chemistry between her and Chadwick. Mm-hmm. They had such an incredible, like, brother sister yeah. chemistry. Like, I they had a really it. cool brother sister. I loved it too. Like, it was a really yeah. cool chemistry that they had together. Um, one one person that she did mention in the interview that had to be in an all female Avengers movie was obviously Brie Larson's Captain Marvel. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and. 
Brie too. Yeah. But here's the yeah. here's the thing. Here's the thing is that Brie had a lot of issues with a lot of the cast members of Avengers. Um, she had uh, a couple of uh, you know issues with uh, with a couple of the the actors on there and everything. Oh really? And, oh, yeah. oh yeah. Oh yeah. Big time. They, you could even see it in interviews. The disdain that they had for one another. What? Uh, Oh, because, well, because she, well, I mean, Jeremy, you had a oh. couple of opinions on that one. So go ahead and fill that one in. Yeah, I want to know. Well, again, this was, I mean, a lot of this was coming through the media and was only implied by the other actors. Nobody really addressed it head on or directly. But yeah, she was, uh, she was not real popular with a lot of the other cast. And the way it seemed was that she kind of came in like, yeah. I'm the new badass and, you know, I'm the new face of the franchise and, you know, I'm kind of the boss now. And that didn't really play real well with people as established as, mm-hmm. you know, Robert Downey and everybody else who had made this franchise what it was. Um, mm-hmm. People weren't real happy with the way she kind of came into it. Um, that coupled with the backlash that a lot of the fans had, she was not the most popular choice for a Captain Marvel. Um, it just, it wasn't a good situation all around. And you can just see it in the group interviews, you know, at the premiere, all that different stuff. Uh-huh. It's, it's the cast and then her. I mean, it is so separate. I mean, they're all together, but you can see it. You can Mm -hmm. feel it. And there are times where she is speaking. You can see on the other actors' faces. They're just sitting there going, please shut up. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, the one one actor she uh, she, you know, seemingly had an issue with was Don Cheadle. Uh, Don was he he didn't he didn't hold back. He was actually Don did very not hold vocal. back at all. I mean, oh, really? there's a couple of interviews where he actually went ahead and put her on the spot when she was like, you know, pretty much uh, saying that she was the new uh, face of the Avengers and this, that and the other. And Don would chime in and be like, huh, you, you know, you are the new face, so you better make sure you don't screw it up. Wow. <laughs> so he was he was like he was brutal with her um, because he just didn't take it because there was a, there was also rumors that apparently uh, Chris Hemsworth, uh, you know, uh, made a couple of jokes that she wasn't too uh, keen on. And mm-hmm. Cheeto would be like, dude, relax, okay? I mean, it's just a joke, okay? Just don't don't take anything personal. Just chill out, okay? I mean, Chris is just, that's how he jokes around. And mm-hmm. according to Chris, you know, he was like, yeah, you know, I mean, we're just playing around and everything. So, I mean, Chris is more... Jovial about it, but Don took it as, dude, you're you're taking it too personal. You need to relax a little bit. You know, right. it's almost like a senior telling a freshman, dude, chill, freshman. Okay, <laughs> I mean, right. we've been here longer than you have. You know, this is a family. If you're going to be a part of this family, you're going to have to like deal with a lot mm-hmm. of the the craziness that goes on here with amongst us. You know, so I mean, that's just you, you gotta you gotta play along to to get along. You know, I mean, come on. So I mean that that's basically uh, what Don Cheadle was 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 uh, was uh, pretty much saying to her. I mean, you know, in in not those words per se, but just in the way he was acting towards her and 
and uh, and uh, certain certain gestures, certain again, you know, like Jeremy said, there were times where there were interviews and she'd be talking and you could see Don Cheadle in the background saying, "Oh my God, shut up!" Um, you know, Jeremy Renner. Jeremy Renner was another one that was incredibly vocal uh, oh, against Brie Larson. Yeah, Jeremy Renner did not like Brie Larson at all. Like he he straight up pretty much said, I think, in an interview that he didn't like her. Um, I mean, he he was very he was very diplomatic in his words um, and very and very uh, candid, but at the same time, very upfront with who he didn't like or, he, or who he didn't get along with. And Brie was top of that list. Uh, mm-hmm. And of course, there was all. There's also been rumors that Jeremy's not. Jeremy Renner's not exactly, uh, you know, uh, too easy to get along with either on set. There's been rumors about that too. So uh, I mean, you know, you have two people that that have uh, that have that type of uh, those types of attitudes. You know, they're gonna clash. Yeah, what I'm thinking is might be happening. What you guys are talking about is we're talking about people with very strong personalities mm-hmm. and who are used to having things turn out their way and all of them are are good in what they do i mean i'm not i just recently saw robert downing jr's um interview on david letterman but i've always respected him as an actor but the humility but yet confidence that he brings i really really appreciated it on um during the interview well you know i mean being somebody who's come through recovery myself mm-hmm seeing him lift himself up from where he was, mm-hmm. you know, 30 years ago, us all watching the news, seeing him dragged in in cuffs, yep. strung out and everything else to the humble, gracious man he seems to have become mm-hmm. at the true top of his profession. I mean, you want to talk about mm-hmm. being at the pinnacle. I mean, mm-hmm. he he's it right now when it comes mm-hmm. to this. And Again, they're all very powerful personalities. Like you Mm -hmm. said, Lonnie, strong personalities. Mm -hmm. These are all A-list actors who have established themselves. And for me, again, I wasn't on set. I don't know how it went down. But I'll Mm -hmm. tell you this. I don't care what I've done. Mm -hmm. I'm not walking into a set of established actors who have created this juggernaut and trying to throw my weight around right you know that's i don't understand that um that type of mentality um you because my whole thing in anything if you go in thinking you know everything then what is there to learn exactly (laughs) and that goes with anything you know what i mean if i go in, in into a room doing anything thinking i know everything I mean, I can kind of maybe liken it a little bit, uh, and I'm only going to use this as, a, as an example to yoga. And the only reason why this is at the top of my mind because this is a, a in, instructor who I follow on mm-hmm. Instagram, who I, I have a lot of respect for, and they've been practicing a long time, and they own a business in Miami. And I remember the first time I took the class, I was way in over my head. I really was. And, you know, there was a, it was a type of genre that I haven't really practiced that often. It was very vigorous. And I just remember being in over my head. Now, I kind of played it like I knew what I was doing in a funny, sort of humble way. What I really appreciated about him was that he was very nurturing and let me stay there and sort of learn at my own pace. Now, had I gone in there cocky thinking I've known everything, I could have actually really hurt myself. 
And yeah. so I just think a lot of times if you go into something, whatever the project may be, thinking you know everything, then there's nothing to learn. That's a, that's a really good point. I was, I was going to say something mm-hmm. similar to that. It just in that, you know, again, I'm not taken away from what, you know, Brie had established and what she's already accomplished, but coming into this situation. Compared to them. Compared with to the, them. Exactly. That's what I mean. And yeah. coming into this situation with what not only these actors have established in their careers, but mm-hmm. what they have established with this franchise mm-hmm. coming in as the newbie. I mean, I guarantee you many of them would have been willing to mentor her in the role of, you know, this new superhero. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot she could have gotten from all of them had she been willing and had maybe she not rubbed them the wrong way from the start. I mean, I mean, you know, it's 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 difficult because, I mean, uh, you're talking about, I mean, you're talking about a, a, a young woman that uh, has been, you know, Oscar nominated. And I think she won an Oscar, mm-hmm. didn't she? Did she win? What? Well, well, I mean, is I know she, she was I know she's from Sacramento. That, that I, I know, do know. I, I know she was nominated for an Oscar. I'm not sure if she won, but regardless, uh, you know, she's she's at that point where she's on. You know, I would imagine she's she's up there. And the other thing too is that, uh, and we talked about this as well, Jeremy, is that she is an active feminist. And, uh, you know, not to say that that that's a bad thing or anything like that, but I'm sure that uh, there were certain things that were going on there, you know, involving Mm -hmm. Jeremy Renner, Don Cheadle, that she took offense to like major mm-hmm. offense to and that could have you know might have triggered them uh you know uh uh you know button heads from time to time uh so that that could have also that could have also actually you know triggered something there too who knows we're not we weren't there we weren't we weren't right. on set we have no idea these are just assumptions uh and we're you know we're also going by hearsay uh right. we don't know exactly what happened why they don't really get along or if they even you know if they even have a problem with one another we don't know because they haven't really <laughs> actually said it out loud um you know this is just based off of interviews and body language and certain things that these actors have said to one another and about one another uh there's just there's just so many you know questions up in the air that we'll probably never know uh or maybe we might there might be a tell-all book one of these guys might too who knows uh that'll go ahead and put all that dirty laundry out there but uh yeah i mean going back to going back to uh, the all-female avengers again you know she's definitely up on that list according to uh letitia wright uh that you know for to have her come on an all all uh, female avengers movie uh obviously she's uh there's gonna be there's gonna there's uh uh, Captain Marvel Two is uh, is still you know in in the works of being filmed and everything. Obviously, COVID put uh, put a damper on things, so there were talks that they're going to go ahead and reschedule filming for Captain Marvel Two. Uh, so that's still that's still to 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 be uh, to be seen when it happens with that. So we'll go ahead and uh, keep an eye on all that again. We're hoping that uh, that you know you know they do the Black Panther right, they do Chad Bo- uh, Chadwick Boseman yeah. right by mm-hmm. having Letitia take on the mantle of Black Panther. That's what we're hoping for, and I'm pretty sure that that's what's going to end up happening. And that's definitely a movie that I'd definitely go watch. You know, it's yep. 
it seems like it would make sense, and uh, it would honor it would honor the late the late actor Chadwick Boseman. So mm-hmm. we'll go ahead and keep an eye on that. Coming up next in sports, more talk on the Dodgers and Justin Turner. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about what happened with him, but first, here is Evanescence going under right here on the Xander Effect. Tears I've cried Screaming, deceiving and bleeding
Celeste. This is Larry Neymar, the founder of E! Entertainment Television. Hi, this is Maricela Cornejo. Hey, how's it going? This is Polo Molina. Hey, yo, what's up? This is the Xander Effect, and I am the DJ KID the Kick the Creek. Welcome to the place to be. Cicadas Thorazine right here on the Xander Effect. In sports, uh, I mean, obviously, we know the Dodgers' new 2020 
you know, Major the League Warriors, Baseball, baby. World Series champions. You know, <laughs> we're freaking happy over here in Los Angeles. Uh, mm-hmm. And it, everything was great. We were, at, you know, we were celebrating. We heard the last pitch. Everything was awesome. But then, you know, it was a little bittersweet because apparently, uh, according to, to, to news sources, immediately after the celebration, there was breaking news that Justin Turner, Dodger Justin Turner, was, uh, was had a positive test of COVID. So he tested positive for COVID. But here's the real, you know, here's the ringer to this whole thing. During the celebration, and I thought it was just me, but no, mm-hmm. I, I saw that multiple mm-hmm. news sources actually caught this too. He was out celebrating the Dodgers win after they had said that he was immediately removed from the World Series after they got the the, the test results back. And I even saw him uh, hit, you know, take a hit. Uh, I think it was like probably bottom or top of the eighth inning, something like that. So he had played practically the entire game until they pulled him for testing positive for COVID. So that was a very late test result. Uh, he had been interacting with his with his teammates. I, who knows if he interacted with some of the 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 the, the mm-hmm. teams of uh, of the Tampa Bay uh, Rays. Who knows if he had interacted with any of the teammates from there. I mean. There was there was a lot of talk about that because even after there was scenes of him celebrating with the rest of the Dodgers, uh, there was even a portion of they, they took a team photo and yeah. he wasn't with a mask on. He had his mask off. I okay. mean, I need to address possible. Hold on. First of all, this has been addressed to some degree. He got caught up in the moment and went out for a minute. There were pictures taken. He then left the field if you if you watch multiple interviews with the other dodgers they all are talking about how it's wrong that you know it feels so wrong that justin's not able to be out there on the field celebrating with them Mm -hmm. so it did happen but it happened briefly and when they did the team picture you can see it in the close-up of the video while they're doing it he holds the mat the mask is on completely until right before they take the picture. He takes it down. He is holding his breath. You can see it. Ah. And then he puts the mask back up. Okay. You well, can, then, You can see that uh, he is holding his breath. And that, I mean, you can see, like, he's actually starting to turn a little red while they're doing it. Um, so, again, some of this has been taken a little out of context. Well. I, I, I just still say it remains to be seen. Two weeks from now, it's, it's often the Dodgers won. But if uh, some other players come down with COVID who were but, in that group team picture, then, you know. But that, but well, the thing but the thing about that, though, Lonnie, is that you also have to say we can't blame the team team group picture because he got his test results late. He didn't know I don't he understand had it. That. Why did he so, get them late? If well, I can the test, I don't I, understand why the results came in that late. I can explain this actually. Um, it okay. was a B sample. So their samples, they take multiple samples before the game and okay. his initial test um, came back inconclusive. Okay. Okay. So they had to run the second sample. But because okay. he had tested clear the days beforehand, they went ahead and let him play. Um, but it was that was the on the MLB, though. That was on the that's MLB. On MLB. That. Yeah, that's but, on, that's not on Justin. 
but he was, you know, it was an original sample. That's why it came in so late. This was not any, you know, nobody was trying to hold the information back or anything like that. It was literally, they had a bad first sample. And by the time the second sample came back, they were already in the seventh inning. And that's the thing is that, that that's all on the MLB's fault because if, if if a player's test results come back inconclusive, they should have still held them back from from playing because, you know, until until they got a, a, a complete negative. That's well, what they should have that's what they should have done. Absolutely. And and let me bring this up. Um, you know, think about this part of it. It's not just the health implications for these people. It's mm-hmm. it's not just that. These are athletes who have already been removed from their families and their mm-hmm. lives living in this bubble for six mm-hmm. to eight weeks now. Mm-hmm. And now all of these players, whether you won or lost, in your head, you were finally going home. And now you might have been exposed. Every one of these players may have to remain in quarantine for another two weeks when they yep. have already been away from their families and everybody else in their lives for so long. This is the pinnacle. And they finally get that relief. We're done. We get to go home. We get to return to our families. And now this. I mean, what an absolute just kicking the crotch well i mean better word. well not not just that but i mean unfortunately a lot of players they were celebrating with families on the field uh and i don't maybe they and I, I don't know did they know that justin had tested positive because i mean they were celebrating with their families on the fields and everything i saw a lot of them hugging their significant others granted they were wearing masks and everything uh but some weren't uh you know is it possible that they didn't know about Justin's results until later on. And then, you know, now it's possible that their families might have been exposed as well in that short period of time. That, that, that's, you know, that could be. I'd be very surprised if someone else doesn't test positive. Well, and let's remember, there is also the small chance, although it hasn't, you know, we haven't heard anything um, negating that first test, but we have had a rash of false positives in sports over the last couple of weeks. You know, we had an NFL game postponed because of a bunch of false positives. Mm -hmm. So I'm still holding out some small amount of hope that this was a false positive and that, you know, Everybody will be okay, but, you know, we'll have to wait and see. As you said, Lonnie, this is not anything we'll know over the next couple of days. It's going to reveal itself over the next couple of weeks. In a sense, though, it's unfortunate because you look at the headlines for the sports, even online today, and, you know, yes, everyone is excited that the Dodgers won, especially the fans in L.A., but this is the other story. Exactly. Yeah, it's, it's being a little overshadowed. And in addition to this being, you know, the other story in the headlines, because I can I can almost guarantee you probably all three stations, ABC, CBS, and NBC, and I'm not even in LA, I'm sure they'll have a sidebar story or a story about this. And the other the other thing too is of course they're they're not having a parade. The Lakers are not having a parade. So it's like this celebration. It's just bare, bare sweet. Yeah, the Dodgers aren't having a parade, nor are the Lakers having a parade, and it's just, it's just bittersweet for a lot of people because both of them won this year. And yeah. if I can break in for just a second, we have breaking news. Justin, right now, reported on ESPN, Major League Baseball will begin an investigation into Justin Turner returning to the field to celebrate. Wow. Oof. Yep. 
Oof. Yeah, see, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying, that uh, that he shouldn't have been out there at all. Um, yep. You know, wearing a mask, not wearing a mask. I mean, he really shouldn't have been out there at all. Uh, you know, uh, it's it's. I get it that you want to celebrate. This is a wonderful moment. But this, this virus is a very serious uh, deal that, uh, you know, one slip up. I mean, it was one slip up that caused him to get the virus to begin with. And, yep. you know, it's 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 one of those things where you know unfortunately that one slip up may you know cost you to to continue playing the rest of the game not that i don't think he had you know i don't think he was up very many times after that i'm not sure i I don't think but still you know you're putting a lot of people at risk at that point Mm -hmm. and uh you know uh, you know even after you know exactly that you were pulled from the game because you were you were positive for covid why did you go back out there? You should have stayed back. Uh, you shouldn't have gone out. Not even for the team picture, you know, or I feel at least if you had the team picture, you know, wear your mask, even if you're holding your breath, it's still, uh, it's one of those things where it's still putting people at risk, regardless. Yep. It's still putting people at risk. And, uh, you know, if the if Major League Baseball needs to investigate it, it just sucks. It really sucks that, you know, from all the excitement and everything, this had to happen. And, you know, it, I, and I was telling, and I believe I told you this, Jeremy, as well, that the, Major League Baseball all season long, no cases of COVID. They had that mm-hmm. bubble. They had that that bubble locked down tight. It mm-hmm. just so happens that the final game, or potentially the final game of the World Series, because we didn't know at that point if they were going to win or lose or go into Game Seven. Uh, it just so happens that the final game, potentially, they get one positive. Out of the entire season, they 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 the the bubble was breached briefly. Um, so far, the only from what I can tell, the only ones that did haven't uh, been able to breach COVID po- protocol was the NBA. That was the only one that was like completely sealed out, and mm-hmm. it was the only one that was actually you know there were no cases from from anybody could he- hear about. So yeah, it's it's a crazy situation that happened. It's an unfortunate situation that happened. Uh, but, uh, you know, that's still, to be honest, that's still not going to overshadow the fact of the matter that the Dodgers won after 32 years of not being uh, not not being World Series champions. They won. And Los Angelinos, regardless, we're happy about that. I don't care. You know? are, you, are you kidding? I mean, oh, just no, go oh. ahead, Lonnie. Yeah, of course they're happy. Yeah, no, it's it's I mean, yes, this does overshadow it. It it definitely puts a little bit of a damper on things, but mm-hmm. just the sheer fact that a pitcher of the caliber of Clayton Kershaw finally has this vindication, especially after having a World Series essentially stolen two years ago. Yep. Having a incredible career. I mean, he was the only three-time Cy Young winner to not have won a World Series. Wow. Ever in the history of baseball. The only one. And, I mean, yes, I'm happy for all the Dodgers and for all the Dodgers fans, but Clayton Kershaw has been the face of this franchise for so long. He has literally lifted them up when they had nothing else and to see him finally get this vindication no one can ever take away the fact that he is a world series champion it is a very sweet thing for a lot of dodger fans 
Correct, mm-hmm. correct. And that's something that, that uh, you know, we're all going to remember. We're going to remember most of all the Dodgers winning the World Series in 2020. That's what people are going to remember. We're not going we're, we're to remember Justin Turner getting well, anything like that. That's, I, I hope. That's a footnote. I hope that's a footnote. We'll have to see over the next two weeks. Right. I mean, I hate to be pessimistic like that, but God forbid anybody suffer any serious reactions from this. And it will not true. be a footnote if that's the case. That's true. Absolutely. That's let's true. That's true. I mean, let's yeah. let's hope that let's hope that everybody you know uh, everybody is okay. And uh, you know, it was only Justin that that uh, that got it. You know, unfortunately, um, but uh, hopefully this will this will be an isolated incident. And, uh, you know, we'll see what happens. I guess we're just going to have to, uh, you know, keep uh, keep apprised of the situation. We'll see. But in other sports news, looks like COVID is definitely hitting hard in many other places, including in college football, as uh, Wisconsin cancels its football game against Nebraska after an outbreak of COVID-19. Um Looks like the number nine Badgers game against uh, Nebraska is is completely canceled. Uh, the game will not be rescheduled, and it was a it's a very disappointing uh, uh, cancellation. According to head coach Paul Christ, who went on to say, "quote This morning I received the news that I had tested positive via a PCR test I took yesterday. I informed my staff and the team this morning, and I'm currently isolating at home. I had not been experiencing any symptoms and feel good as of the." This morning, I am disappointed for our players and coaching staff who put so much into preparing to play each week, but the safety of everyone in our program has to be our top priority, and I support the decision made to uh, pause our team activities. So that's got to be tough. Uh, for a head coach to have been uh, infected by the, this uh, this uh, this horrible virus, uh, but at least he's doing the responsible thing, which is not being a part of it. And uh, the NCAA is definitely taking major precautions to protect uh, their students and their players and their staff. So that's that's a good thing that they're doing. That let me walk that back for a second. Yes, they are doing some, but. Mm-hmm. Nick Saban, the Alabama coach, also tested positive. True. Just a couple, just a week or so ago, and instead of canceling the game, they waited right up until the beginning of it to see if he had any more positive tests. Now it wasn't a false positive; it was a real positive, but because they tested him two days later and said that there was no positive test then, they allowed him to go and coach the game amongst all the staff and all those kids. That is irresponsible. Okay, plain and simple. So don't sit here and tell me that the NCAA did what they should. No, they're not protecting them. No, I they're after I the, the NCAA is after the money like they yep. always are. That's what I was about, and I can even speak about this uh, from firsthand because I have a I have a relative who's attending Syracuse, and I'll just say is playing for one of the teams there. And I remember when the COVID thing, you know, first first happened. Well. Well, yeah, because it's been going on for a while. And I remember um, where he had to go to school and we were all wondering, was he going to be expected to practice and how long were they going to be holding them and not having those kids were still expected to who are on a, on an athletic scholarship to be there. Even with everyone out, all the other kids are, you know, social distancing and taking, you know, remote classes, not the athletic program. 
Yep, it's all about the money for them. It's it's it really is horrific because these kids were told flat out by almost every major university, and I am ashamed to say UFC was one of these. Yep, that basically told every athlete that yeah, you can choose to opt out of the season, but your scholarship won't be protected. Wow. Yeah. So these That's these kids terrible. had these, uh, all across the country. Every school mm-hmm. did this. Every mm-hmm. major school in the in Division One NCAA mm-hmm. did this, and that is absolutely horrific. These kids who do not get paid, who are not nope. taken care of, who are forgotten about the second they get injured mm-hmm. by most universities, yep. are being told that you have to play and risk your life, or you lose your future. And who yep. can intervene in, in against the NCAA? That's the question. Nobody. They're the Gestapo. Yeah. There's, there's nothing that can stop them from doing what they're doing. Absolutely. I mean, this is just, this is terrible. This is terrible that, that this is going on. And, oh, man. I'm, I mean, at least, at least you know, we could take sauce that at least one university is being responsible. Uh, if the NCAA is not being responsible, then at least one university is actually I'm being responsible. glad to see they are. You know, mm-hmm. in this whole situation. So it's unfortunate that that game had to be canceled. But, you know, the, the safety comes for the safety of uh, the students and the staff come first. So that's a good thing that they're taking those precautions at least uh at, at least so you know um you know props to them for that in other sports news the utah jazz is going to be sold to uh to uh ryan to Qual, uh, qualtrics founder ryan smith for 1.66 billion dollars according to uh sources uh the miller family uh basically entered into an agreement uh to sell the utah jazz and vivint smart home arena to ryan smith and so far, I mean, so far it seems like it's it's a done deal. It just needs to go through the official. It has to be formally approved by the NBA Board of Governors. Uh, but uh, looks like it's it's going to be it's going to go in uh, in Smith's direction. He went ahead and said, "Quote: I've approached Gale and the Millers a couple of times." Um, there's no secret about my interest in the NBA and there's really no secret about my interest in the jazz. I grew up watching the jazz. This is the team I cheered for. I played junior jazz. I dreamed of playing for the jazz and that didn't work out. But as I was sitting there this week in the junior jazz program, you guys started with hundreds of kids running around. The legacy you've created is untouchable. We're all incredibly grateful for that. The jazz are a gift to this whole community and that's how we view it that's a hundred percent how we view this so i mean it seems that uh you know i i i think that that's actually a good um a good thing maybe maybe smith will go ahead and bring a little bit of a different uh, uh, attitude towards the Utah Jazz scene as they they're, they're, the team hasn't been doing too well these past couple of seasons. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I mean, maybe Ryan Smith's, uh, you know, being a new owner, they, he might implement new, uh, uh, new management, uh, new scouting. Who knows? Who knows? I mean, see, I mean, he's a, he's, you know, he's a jazz, he's a Utah resident. Uh, so obviously he's a Utah jazz fan. So he might want to go ahead and, you know, have some ideas to implement uh for for the utah jazz i mean this this could be a good thing for them i don't know well speaking for their fans uh, it could be a good thing i mean moving in a new direction getting some new blood it can always be a good thing but um speaking as a lakers fan i hate the utah jazz with a passion and i hope this <laughs> blows up in their face and they continue to be bottom dwellers in the nba i 
I hate the Utah Jazz almost as much as I hate the Boston Celtics. So, um, yeah, that's I, I really I mean, I always look for, you know, with new ownership, what are they going to do? What direction are they going to try? Are they going to try and, you know, shift the entire foundation the team has been built on? Are they going to take it in a whole new direction? That kind of stuff's always interesting. But as a rival, oh man, I hope it blows up in their face. I mean, do, do you really yeah. hate the Utah Jazz, Jeremy? Do you? Can you, can <laughs> I, you I, tell? I, 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 I was trying to sugarcoat it. I didn't catch that. I didn't catch that. I was I was a little bit, yeah, I mean, it, it just seems that uh, it just seems that you held back a little bit. Well, I'm sorry, but, you know, when you have <laughs> basically because John Stockton was such oh, a I nice guy. John, just, I, I couldn't stand John, John like, Stockton or Carl Malone. Just, just because he was a nice guy on camera, <laughs> they had this reputation as being this, you know, do it right, do it the right way. This wholesome you know, the, BS. They were the dirtiest damn team yeah. in the world. Carl Malone and John Stockton were two of the dirtiest NBA players that played during that time. And it pissed me off that everybody looked at them as such saints and angels and they had this clean, you know. It was, it was like the 49ers back in the 80s. Everybody thought this, you know, the West Coast Golden Boys, dirtiest team in the NFL back then. You know, it was it was I, I've never liked it when a team plays dirty and yet doesn't get called out on it. Well, then again, and then the news came out about Carl Malone trying to hit up on uh, Kobe Bryant's wife. Oh, I mean, no way. Oh, yeah. No, the guy's a scumbag. The guy's a complete scumbag, and he has no remorse whatsoever about wait, doing wait. it. Wait, wait, wait. Back it up. Back it up. What happened? He was trying <laughs> He was trying to hit up on Vanessa Bryant. Recently? That was, no, it was back when, uh, it was back when uh, Malone had been brought to the Lakers for that one horrific season. And, uh, yeah, it didn't go very well. I mean, wow. come on. You do not hit. First of all, you don't hit on another man's wife. Exactly. Secondly, you don't hit on Kobe Bryant's wife. Oh, I mean, wow. Come on. That's just a stupid thing to do. And the guy, I mean, I've seen interviews with Carmelo, and the guy just seems really scummy. Like, he's just yeah. seems really slimy, and, uh, you know, he has no remorse <laughs> whatsoever. I mean, I've seen, uh, you know, uh, I also saw, like, uh, the recent interview when they were talking about the, the Bulls and everything, and he just, he just, you know, he still is a legend in his own mind. The yeah. guy still thinks that he's, you know, one of the best and how Michael Jordan was underrated or, or overrated, mm -hmm. and he still thinks he's a legend in his own mind. I mean, the guy, I just, I never liked Carl Malone. I mean, as a Laker fan, I never liked yeah. him. I never liked John Stockton either. I couldn't stand fan. Utah Jazz either. Yeah. I, I, just, I don't, I mean, I don't really care about them changing their management. I think maybe change is good, their ownership. But I've always thought this is just me talking. Their, their name of their basketball team is weird. The Jazz. Yeah, it really is. It really is. I kind of agree with that. <laughs> no, yes, yeah, sir. I mean, it's not exactly something Utah is known for. Right? right? Exactly. <laughs> you, it's just a weird name. That's just me. <laughs> you, would think, you would think that New Orleans would take that. Right. That would be that would make more sense for the New Orleans, Orleans jazz. Chicago, you know, right. any of the Yeah, it just uh, you know, it just doesn't make any sense. It makes no sense whatsoever. So, yeah, I agree with you on that. It's a very weird name, so but I guess uh I guess we'll go ahead and see uh what exactly, you know, what exactly uh, Ryan Smith is going to have in store for his newly acquired team. Uh of course, you know, again, the NBA Board of Governors has to formally mm -hmm. approve it, but it seems like it's going to go through anyway. So, uh we'll 
we'll see what happens next season with the new Utah Jazz under new ownership. Coming up next in video game news, Hitman 3 is coming to the Nintendo Switch as a cloud game. We'll talk a little bit about that. But first, here is Pitbull featuring Becky G and De La, De La Ghetto Mala remix right here on the Xander Effect. <laughs> You know I drive you crazy No weapons but some babies You know that you wanna, wanna, wanna Boom shakalaka, boom shakalaka like it The way you move your body, make us go get excited Yo sé que tú te portas bien, bien mal Yo sé que tú te portas bien, bien mal Ven pa' acá mamita, ven pa' acá malvita Sabio lo que tú haces, la vida Hazte la buena Hazte la fina, tú sabes cómo esto termina. Yo sé que tú papi, tú no me quieres nada, solo me quieres para llevarme la cama, cama, cama. Na, 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 baby, you know I drive you crazy. No weapons but some babies, you know that you wanna, wanna, wanna. Chiquitita peligrosa from the streets Prefiere vino tinto, no le gusta el Luis Que la lleva a mi cama y que me hace un striptease Me tiene corriendo como si fuera police Jump, jump, brinca nena Lo que me pide es acción Pegadito lo hacemos tú y yo Guaya el tentera, baby, ese pantalón Bailamos toda la noche este reggaetón Quieres usarme como todas las demás Impresionarme con dinero y con champán Como esto no lo vamos a negar Pero de esa forma no me vas a impresionar Un amor sincero es lo que yo quiero Pero para ti mi amor todo es un juego Nada es verdad para ti todo es un cuento Y me quieres quemar con todo ese fuego Yo no soy mala, mala Que tu papi, tu no me quieres nada, solo me quieres para llevarme la cama, cama, cama. Na, 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 baby, you know I drive you crazy. No weapons but some babies, you know that you wanna, wanna, wanna. Hey guys, this is Ian Gary. Hey, this is Annalise Hoveda. Hey yo, this is Nightmare from Dirty Machine. Hi, this is Cambry Lovesey. Hey, this is Dumpley. And you're listening. And you're listening. And you're listening. And you're listening. And you're listening to the Xander Effect.
Quest Cross and Bobby B. Bob's Losing My Religion right here on the Xander Effect. In video game news, looks like Hitman 3 is going to be coming to the Nintendo Switch as a cloud game. According to uh, to writer, uh, IGN.com writer Joe Screbbles, uh, he said, quote, Hitman 3 will be released on Nintendo Switch as a cloud-based version of the game. Announced in today's Nintendo Direct Mini, no release date was given for the game, but it confirmed that you'll need a persistent internet connection, connection to play it on Nintendo's hybrid handheld. Hitman 3 is due to release on PS5, PS4, Xbox Series X, Xbox One, Stadia, and PC on January 20th. The lack of dates might uh, the like the lack of date might imply that this version will arrive later, although that's not confirmed. Now, I have Hitman 1 and 2, both awesome freaking games. I love the Hitman series. Uh, it has a great storyline. I just, I love how you get to play a character where uh, you have to do a lot of, uh, a lot of uh, sneaking around. Uh, you ha- you can, you know, go ahead and uh, knock out uh, an innocent bystander and take their clothes so that way you can pretend to be someone else. I mean, it's got like, the game's really, really cool. Like, I'm still actually playing Hitman 2 because uh, there's a lot of games I have to go through, but so far I love Hitman 2. I, I, I want to get through that one so I can, I'm looking, you know, I can look forward to Hitman 3 coming out on the Xbox Series X. So 
definitely a lot to look forward to as far as that's concerned and uh you know hopefully uh the nintendo switch will do it justice we'll have to wait and see but there is other news in video games that i'm simply so pissed about and jeremy you actually you actually broke this news to me right before we started the show and i was in shock when you told me yeah it has happened again folks uh this was dropped last night on uh, a youtube gamer forum that i follow a youtube gamer named eso uh great channel check them out guys um but it dropped last night. It looks like cyberpunk is being pushed back yet again. Unbelievable. And people are absolutely furious. Right now, the tentative date is now December 21st, which is exactly three weeks after the original date. And there is rumor it could be pushed back even further because they're talking about still doing certain types of testing on the game, which when you, as you and I have talked about already, this game has been in production for how many years? They've already pushed it back years. I mean, this was supposed to be dropped a year or two ago. What are they afraid of? Like, seriously, what are they afraid of? I, I don't know. I'm, I'm really confused now at this point. I mean, how do you have a game that is set to release in a couple of weeks and you're still going through some forms of beta testing? I, I, I don't get it. I just, I'm just, I, I'm just at a loss for words when it comes to that because I was so looking forward to it. I saw it on the Xbox store. I have it pre-ordered. I'm like, dude, Cyberpunk's coming out next year. And now this. And I'm just like, are you freaking kidding me right now? The top comment on the announcement was, I think, kind of sums up the fans' feelings at this point. And the very number one most viewed comment when this was dropped was a fan who just said, all I have left to say to you is F you. (laughs) It's because, well, I mean, that pretty much sums up what we're all thinking. Like, that's exactly what we're all thinking. I mean, here's a game that we've been waiting on, like Jeremy said, for years. I mean, when I first heard about it, I was like, wow, this is going to be an awesome game. They even had trailers for it. They had uh, gameplay for it. They had all these, like, teasers for it. Like, they straight up are teasing us with this. And it's, you know, teasing us with no release we want to release <laughs> you know i mean come on you're giving us blue balls here you know you're <laughs> giving us video game blue gamer blue balls here you know i mean this is this is not say that <laughs> it's true it's true i mean as a gamer you know you're giving us gamer blue balls which is a thing now i'm making it a thing you know you have us over here you're teasing the hell out of us you're getting us ready to go and then you you say you know what i have a Headache, I'm gonna go ahead and like t- you turn over. No, no, you can't leave <laughs> us like that. You can't do that to us. This yeah, well, they've been doing it for years apparently, and we're just we taking can't. it. <laughs> oh my god, this is just this is just horrible. I cannot believe that that they're doing this once again. I mean, they really need to get their their stuff together. They really, really do. I mean, this is insanity. We've been waiting, you know. I mean, uh, I mean, the only solace I have is that next month, uh, you know, Assassin's Creed Valhalla comes out. So at least that's gonna take up most of my time for a, a few weeks until I get my mind out of, uh, you know, thinking about cyberpunk. I actually canceled my my pre order of Call of Duty Cold War. I want to wait a little bit before I actually order it because I played the beta version. Was not impressed. 
you know, Call of Duty Cold War. It just it just seemed like they're just regurgitating, you know, the the gameplay over and over again. Uh, many people are actually buying it because of zombies, uh, which I guess is cool. But I was I wasn't really too impressed with zombies either. Uh, and, and so yeah, I'm I'm waiting to see what the reviews of Cold War are as far as multiplayer goes, uh, because that's what, mainly what I play. So I'm, that's why I decided to cancel my pre-order of that. Uh, you know, I, I want to see how that goes. But but uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla is coming out, so I'm looking forward to that. I mean, you could always count on Ubisoft to always come out with a great product as Assassin's Creed. So uh, that's yet to be seen on this one, on this version of it. So we'll we'll find out what happens with that. But yeah, very disappointed to hear that, Jeremy. Thank you for ruining my day. It's uh, my pleasure. Anytime I can do that for you, you just let me know. Oh, you accomplished it wholeheartedly, you jackass. <laughs> um, <laughs> at this point, I'm 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 definitely blaming the messenger. Definitely. Awesome. Uh, you know, but uh, you know, again. Lonnie, you have to be a gamer to understand how much how disappointing this is. I'm, I'm just listening to you guys and calculating how much money you spend <laughs> per year. It's a lot. Game. It's a it's it's a substantial amount. <laughs> Let's okay. put it that way. <laughs> That's why I'm saying I'm saying you know we need we need some of these uh, some of these developers to kind of you know uh, come on the Xander effect and sponsor us a little bit. You know we need to see mm-hmm. what your games are like. Come on now. Um, so that, I'm just throwing that out there, you know, just 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 in case anybody's any balls in your court, guys. Exactly, exactly. We'll, we'll just it up to you. Exactly. So, but that's the, that's the news. In case you haven't heard it, thank you so much for listening once again to our uh, our humble podcast, The Xander Effect. And I want to go ahead and thank uh, my wonderful co-hosts. Uh, first, I'd like to thank uh, ladies first, uh, Miss Lonnie Rivera. Thank you so much for joining us once again. Great to be here. Awesome, awesome. And, and of course, I'd like to go ahead and also thank my other uh, beautiful co-host, uh, Mr. Jeremy Miller. I try, baby. I try. <laughs> <laughs> and again, everyone, you know, uh, it's still a pandemic out there. We're still trying to, you know, uh, keep things safe. So make sure uh, you wear your mask, you know, practice uh, basic hygiene, wash your hands, don't touch your face, uh, wear gloves if you got them, wear goggles if you got them, keep yourself safe, keep your loved ones safe at all times. Uh, Also remember, we're getting closer and closer to election day. It's only, Mm -hmm. it's less, it's it's a little over. Yeah, it's it's, it's a week away. So make sure you get out, you vote, you you practice your your God-given right as a citizen of the United States to go and vote. Make sure you you do your research on each candidate. Make sure that you you educate yourself on the issues and make sure you make the right choices because your vote does count. And remember, music always, always heals all. We'll see you next time. The Xander Effect is powered by 5050 Global Music Inc., Sony Music The Orchard, and BMG Bertelsmann, in association with Art19 Media.